Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the seaport brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. And we are joined by a, I have never seen him this dressed down. I've never seen you in a hoodie, I don't think, Nico. I love hoodies. I'm a big hoodie guy. I don't know. I you're usually a little bit I you usually Well, I gotta go to work. Usually, you know, you get a you get the nice stuff on. And then today I woke up, I was like, you know what? My suit's here. Yeah. I'm just this is what I'm gonna wear. That's how it works on radio. At first you're like, let me dress it up a little bit, and then after a couple weeks it's like I'm going to my (laughs) pajamas. (laughs) Yeah. At least I have pants on, you know. How are you doing this morning? Well, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he came in here a couple times. No, uh, yeah, no key though. He was probably in the pandemic when he was at home. You know, he was up top, looking suit nice, down low. No, nah, I don't. I, I only only get semi casually dressed up on like NFL Live and countdown and sit downs that I may have to do depending on the guest. Mm-hmm. For the most part, Nick, I'm I'm with the casual chill man. I'm talking sports. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't. Uh, ABC nightly news. You know, I'm like, for what? Who's who's talking? Think about it, man. You got to be comfortable. What's the worst thing you wore during Nobody's the pandemic? Nobody's going. This is not 1958. Nobody's going to a football game in a suit. The yeah, worst, exactly. Like the worst. Not like thing. in the old days. Yeah, you get all dressed up in a suit and tie. And they hey, go Max and Nick, I'm going to the game. The <laughs> Look at that. You know what? Though is crazy to think back in the day when everyone wore like top hats and yeah. suits every single day. That's crazy. What did you? What did you? What was like? Okay, during the pandemic. We used to do all the shows, obviously, from home, right? Yeah. I used to do it pajama bottoms and slippers, and then exactly uh, what you said, shirt, tie, shirt. jacket on top. Well, there was a couple times where I had swim trunks on, <laughs> and the second I was done, I jumped in my pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was bad. like, you know, it was terrible because a lot bad. of people were suffering, but oh my God, that part of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to downplay that part of it, but just working from home, you get, you know, literally, you wake up and... When you come to New York, I, I have a four-hour travel time to get here, and then I'm here three days. So it's just different. It was different. But now I'm back in the studio. It, it has a better feel in the studio. I'll get, so uh, Rob definitely. Ninkovich, in case you were wondering, here, is here with Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio. He is an ESPN NFL analyst and a two-time <clears throat> Super Bowl champion because no one who played for the Patriots has a decency just to have one Super Bowl ring. Everyone's got to have at least two. <laughs> what, what are your expectations for Cowboys and Niners? It's going to be a good game. It's going to be one of them hard-fought games. And, and I like defensive battles because you think about the 49ers. We know about their defense. But, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, because towards the end, middle parts of the season, they started slipping up in the beginning of the season. That's all we were talking about it was the Cowboys' defense. Oh, look at this defense. They're fast. They're getting after quarterbacks. Then they started letting up some yardage on the ground. And I still think that this game is going to come down to who can create the turnover. Who can, who can create that defensive turnover that could potentially win you the football game? And I just I love I love when you have the number one defense in the NFL, especially in the playoffs, going against the Cowboys, and just it's it's a great playoff uh, environment, especially with the history there. They should, you, the Cowboys should wear the throwbacks with the stars on oh. the shoulders. <laughs> now, that would be something. Yeah. You know, Nick, you, you play defense and you won Super Bowls and everything, and I won a Super Bowl, but I played Me with one of the best defenses in NFL history, mm-hmm. and I knew what they were all about. No matter, you could have brought Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in there. You could have brought, brought the greatest show on turf in there. I know exactly what they was getting ready to do to them, no matter if it was a high-octane offense or a bad offense, they were everything was going to be the same. You weren't going to score points, and it was going to hit you in the mouth. 
So when I look at the San Francisco 49ers defense, outside of Kansas City, I think it was week eight or nine, they haven't really been tested. Mm. Does that play in any part of your thinking on the defensive side of the ball when you were playing like we really haven't been tested, now we got a test on our hands? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can't help who's on the schedule. You just play who's on the list. So when you when you go through your schedule – if you happen to be number one, you're number one. But in the playoffs, everything steps up a little bit. And, you know, there's definitely a difference between playing a mediocre offense and playing a playoff offense, especially when everything steps up. So, again, you think back to the Patriots. I mean, there, there were moments when the Patriots – they had the boogeyman, and they were. I wasn't. In, I wasn't with the team anymore at the time. But they had a really good defense. They were one of the top defenses, and it didn't matter in the playoffs because they they played a really they played a good team, and they got beat badly. So it's literally all how you play in the playoffs. And if you can if you can put together a good game plan to where you stay under control, you don't lose your mind with blown calls, bad you know missed assignments, coverages that you mess up. You know that that's that's when you can kind of go on a nice little run here because at the end of the day you could be a mediocre defense and you get in the playoffs and you play lights out. It's all about preparing for that one game and we've seen it. You know your Giants beat beat me in the Super Bowl. Nobody really thought they were going to come into the playoffs and make noise and they they ended up beating teams coming into the Super Bowl and beating the Patriots. It's all about how you play and in the playoffs. Let's stay right there, my favorite memory. Uh, mm. Let's stay right there because – Two times. Because this is – like, even if you have a great career, great career, you might play in 10 playoff games, right? That's a lot. Not a lot of guys play in 10 playoff games. Yeah. Every one of those is 10% of what we know about you in terms of what we really care about, right? Mm. So Eli Manning wrote his legacy right there. That's Went it. on the road, beat Aaron Rodgers, and then beat Brett Favre on the road in different seasons at Lambeau, beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl, went to Dallas, beat Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's Eli Manning. These guys are writing their scripts right now. We're in act one of a lot of these guys' careers. Yep. How significant is this for Dak, for Josh Allen, for Joe Burrow? Patrick Mahomes already has got the but – those, you know, there are quarterbacks who we, we think of a certain way. Joe Burrow's so clutch, but if, if he has a really bad game, that's a pretty big percentage of what we know about him in the playoffs. Josh Allen, he's on his way, and there's this kind of feeling like, well, Burrow gets it done, can Josh Allen. But what if he does? What if Josh Allen does? Who has the most on the line here? What does it mean? I think, I think Josh Allen's got a lot on the line here, considering, you know, the, the whole organization has been waiting and the fan base has been waiting for another chance to get to this point right now, and he's got to have to. He's going to have to go perform, and not. He's going to have to play better than he did against Miami. Can't turn the ball over. Can't fumble. Can't can't literally give the other team points. So, I think there's a lot of pressure um, on Josh Allen. You look at the rest of them. Mahomes, okay, he's already been there. He's done that. Joe Burrow got to a Super Bowl last year. I mean. When's this, you said Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. People would have been like, what? Three, five years ago? No way. But, Nick, even for those guys, like the reason I – like even for Mahomes, if Mahomes beats Trevor Lawrence, and he's supposed to, but like if he doesn't, that's not good. But if he does, five years as a starter, five championship oh, game yeah. appearances. And if Burrow gets stopped here, okay, well, he got to the Super Bowl, but he lost, and then he won a playoff. But if he gets back to the AFC Championship game in year two as a starter, so right, it's like big for everyone's legacy. Bill would always talk about how uh, playoff experience doesn't matter, and and it's all about how you play because there's been 
certain situations where somebody has their first opportunity and they ball out. And I think back to, uh, you know, Absolutely. I, I played my last game against the Falcons. And before that game, it was Trey, Trey Flowers. It was, it was one of our defensive ends, young kid at the time. I mean, this is a while ago now. And I remember just being like, hey, man, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. And he went out and had two sacks, like had a great had a, had a great game. And that's literally like it doesn't matter your experience. That's what Dayball said the other day. He's like, I think playoff experience is it does, overrated it, compared to preparation and Preparation and execution. And, execution. Yeah. and you can go out there you, and – and if you can, if you don't let the moment get to you, because I mean I think I, I played in like seventeen playoff games and jeez, yeah. <laughs> How many you play again? Play a lot. Uh, not seventeen. <laughs> That's I started damn sixteen. Sure. I played in seventeen playoff Woo. games. That's so it just in play, just in playoff of money alone. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't even need to play regular season. The playoff money alone for him. He was on New England. Those yeah. dudes got rich just in the playoffs. That's why he only gets to work half a week now. <laughs> All those playoff games. <laughs> Well, but he's right, though. You got to think about it. With my first playoff game I ever played in, divisional round against Jacksonville. I mean, we had it. We read the stat line. We saw the highlights earlier. It was ridiculous. I mean, it because it was the moment. But at the same time, Nick, I was focused in. Mm-hmm. I was dialed in. I knew exactly what I needed to do. Wasn't any farting around. And you went out there and you balled out. And that was no pressure at all going into the game. It was none, zero. Once I. Once I realized and I took the field, oh, okay, I'm going to eat their lunch today. It's like an extra challenge. And I, and I think every athlete, you know, when they're in a situation of the next challenge, it's always, it's always like exciting and, and you can't wait to get back into that moment. And a lot of the times, too, you go from there's, there's, there's that jump where you go from high school where you're just running around having fun. You know you're great. You know you're going to be good. And you go to college and you're like, ah, how's this going to be? You go to college, you start getting, you're excited to be there and you ball out. Then you get to the league, you're like, man, these guys are good. I wonder if I can hang. And then you're like, man, these guys are nothing. I'm going to hang here too. And then you get to a, a, like the playoffs. Everyone talks about the playoffs. And you get there, you're like, beat these guys too like it's just it's it's a mentality it's it's really like that challenge like okay now it's the next jump and then you get to a super bowl and there's a big there's all the hoopla and the media and and then it's just that jump you're like okay now this is i have one game to ball out like this is my chance and then after this game if we win this game and and that's the thing that i said earlier about trevor lawrence in this situation you know, it's, oh, he's played in championships and 80,000 college fans screaming. He, this is nothing. I'm like, y'all don't understand. It is something. Mm-hmm. Because now this is the divisional round. This is not week 18. This is not the wild card round. The speed goes up. Mm-hmm. It, it ratchets it up. Now he gets to the AFC championship game. The speed goes up even more. Imagine. The windows get smaller. Guys like Nink is coming off the edge on the blitz that you hadn't seen all year long. You see 50 usually when he lines up there right outside the, the left leg of the defensive end, he usually drops. Now all of a sudden, he's coming. And you're like, well, this is different. And, and it's key, a different game. Key, the, the, the one thing that I would say that these young guys don't experience is how that playoff special teams used to be. Like, playoff special teams, that first kickoff when, when there was no touchbacks <laughs> and there was a four-man wedge and you had to go down there and they say, hey, I want you to hit the middle of that guy, like hit the middle of those four guys, their locked arms. And just blow them up. I've heard you talk about. And this. you just light your hair on fire. <laughs> and you take a smelling salt. And you just ah, you run down there. And you, ah, and you hit the middle yeah. of that wedge. And all them dudes. Oh, and it's just hey. it's wild. Cool. Hey, hit Nick, the middle you, of hey, the Nick, wedge. Yes. You full said speed. These, 
You said these young guys don't know what that is? No, they don't know. neither do I. (laughs) And I played the same time you did. (laughs) Receiver. You know, all I could think of, Keen, when I was watching that video. I want no parts of that. I was a linebacker. The first thing I – when I got in the league, the first thing they said to me was, oh, yeah, you're going to hit the wedge. I ain't never done it before. That's how I hurt myself. Hit the wedge. video of Key on Mm -hmm. on, – because we played it on ESPN, too, when we were talking about his career just now. You know, you think when you're a kid – that the old days, the grainy footage, and nowadays everything. Looking at that man, Key, you are old. That that footage looked old as hell. Fuzzy, you know, not you know, not clear. Not, no, you not, can get you can get you can get good footage. Look at this. I don't so, know. Yeah. This is like oh off the internet, God. though. You know this isn't from our database. Anything. I love I love the old school like score and like it. it you know what's crazy? Because not that long ago, it looks old. Like in two thousand nine, if I look back at like two thousand nine ten, it's not. That clear. Not it's yeah, not, not crisp. crisp. I I'm, wonder what kids today, like, what are they going to be watching holograms later? Like, oh, look at that two dimensional image. I mean, yeah. if I put on my high school, like, highlight tape, VH, I need a VCR. You know, people are like, VCR? Rob Nikovich needs yeah, a VCR. Yeah, but this, this, this video is off the internet, mm-hmm. man. There's some old stuff key, off man, the internet key, sometimes. It's key. <laughs> This is before the invention of high def, okay? That is the bottom line. The crowd looks like you're playing um, Genesis. You know, the crowd used to just be like little dots everywhere. All right, Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst. Take your picks coming up. Who's going to have a bigger effect on their game this weekend? Keyshawn J. Willemax. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. It's time to play Take Your Pick. Nuno. All right, so we're going to take your pick with who will have a bigger impact in these weekend's matchups. First one. Jaguars at Chiefs. Andy Reid or Doug Peterson? Who will have a bigger impact on this game? I would say Doug Peterson. Not that they're going to win. I just think he'll have a bigger impact because he'll be calling the plays. Andy Reid's giving play calling duties to Eric Bieniemy. I'm pumping that up. Yes, that is correct. Andy Reid has passed the torch to Eric Bieniemy. So Doug Peterson has a bigger um, impact in this game. See, I. I'm going to say Peterson, but it, but Reed is sort of like Mahomes at this point in the sense that you just take for granted what he brings to the table. So then the focus becomes on the other guy, right? Like, what can Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, what can, what can Joe Burrow, what can the other guy do? And in Peterson, you have a Super Bowl-winning coach that has done it with a starter, with a backup in two different cities now, turned around cultures. So, like, I, I think – I don't know if Peterson has a bigger effect on the game, but I, I think it's going to appear that way at any case. Giants at Eagles. 
Saquon Barkley or Miles Sanders, who will have a bigger impact in this game? I think Saquon Barkley will because the Giants depend on him to get their offense going. He he is their bell cow. They want to put the football in his hands, both in the run and in the pass game, to help Daniel Jones, to help the passing game. I think so. You know, Sanders is over there with a just a ton of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. He doesn't touch the ball as nearly as much as Saquon. Yeah, Saquon, he's better than Miles Sanders. I mean, like, you know, Miles Sanders is a good running back, very good running back. Saquon Barkley, if he's healthy, is the best Wee. running back in football. I mean, like, come on, man. He can he could take a two a three hundred and fifty pound defensive tackle into the end zone with him who has him stopped dead to rights at the goal line. He can jump over NFL players, spin around them, do like he's the he's the biggest, strongest, fastest running back ever, kind of, right? As, as in that package. And he can catch passes. Saquon. Bengals at Bills. All right, Stephon Diggs or Jamar Chase, who will have a bigger impact in this game? I think Stephon Diggs will have a bigger impact in the game. Um, Josh Allen really relies on Stephon Diggs, especially from a home run hitting standpoint, likes to push the ball down the field to his main target. That's the reason that they brought him in for games like this. Jamar Chase on the flip side, he's over there with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon. He's got to mix things up and get the football to a number of people, Joe Burrow that is, not just depending on one receiver like uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills depending on Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I mean, that's the, 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 the it's kind of like Peterson and, and Andy Reid. Uh, one guy kind of gets penalized here because there are other options for Burrow. But I'm going to go ahead and say Jamar Chase. And the reason is you're talking about two of the best chemistry. Like if you add the level of the play of the quarterback and receiver and then factor in chemistry, man, that you think of Burrow and Chase and you think of Josh Allen and Diggs. But if I had to give the edge, I'll go Burrow-Chase played together in college, played together in the pros, went to the Super Bowl together, almost won it together, right? Like, I'm going to go there. Cowboys at 49ers. Take your pick. Nick Bosa or Micah Parsons, who will have a bigger impact in this game? I I think it's going to be Micah Parsons. I think because they move him around so much and put him in so many different spots that he can have a bigger impact. I know what Bosa's going to be. Bosa's either going to be on my left or he's going to be on my right. He's not dropping. He's not in coverage. He's not doing all of those different things. I can identify with him, but I got to find Michael Parsons. I got to, where is 11? Is 11 here? Is he there? That's why I think he'll have a bigger impact. They can get him away from Trent Williams. They can, they can move him somewhere else. If Trent Williams on the left and I don't want that big dude tying my guy up, I'll just move him to the other side. Let me just be very clear. Bosa is a beast. He's an animal. Man, I've seen him on plays like crawl from the, from the turf with his hands like a zombie coming out of the earth and then still get to the quarterback, right? He's an animal. Michael Parsons is better than Bosa. He's better. He's the best. Uh, Michael Parsons is the guy you want, period. He's, he's the best there is. Mickey. Mm. <laughs> mm. You don't yeah, like the branding. Yeah, I just saw him grab him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? I mean – Bosa isn't. <laughs> no, I just saw him because I was Bosa looking at these highlights. He just stood up that tackle and that guard pulling and boom, stabbed him, got rid of him. Just all the muscles, man. <laughs> Put together pretty good there. Yeah, two high motor guys. All right, is that it, Nuno? Oh, that's the last one. Yes, that's Devin it. Devin in Connecticut. You're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 
We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Who has the most pressure on him this week, Devin? Good morning, fellas. First of all, I love the show. Uh, Is it Devin or Devon, by the way? Devin. Devin, okay. Yeah, so I think Brock Purdy has the most pressure of any quarterback because every other quarterback that's in the playoffs has a solidified stuttering job next year in the NFL. Brock Purdy, I think, if he continues to perform and win the way he does, is working on earning him a starting spot next year. Uh, Key, that's a hell of an argument. Yeah, but he's not. I don't think he's worried about next year. But like we, when we talk about pressure, we might not feel the pressure about around Brock Purdy because it's not covered as much as Josh Allen or someone like that. But or Dak Prescott, obviously. But in terms of the pressure that the dude is feeling himself. It's not just it, you know not, what? Well, this is all he, gravy. Not for Brock Purdy, it's not all gravy. I, I don't think I don't think there's any pressure for him. Why? He's playing for his job. They're not asking him to do a whole lot. They're not asking him to carry the team. He they're just asking him, don't give the ball to the other team. Whatever you do, don't give it to the other team. Stay doing what you've done since week fourteen. Just do that. But if he, you he's doing do a little that, more than we'll that. Be okay. he, he's doing a little more than that. The reason you like him is because he's doing a little more than just not making mistakes. He's making positive plays, you know? Yeah, by not making the mistakes, you make positive plays. I hear that. If you make the mistakes, you're not going to make positive plays. I hear that, but still, like if Dak just goes, you know, plays out of his mind, the Cowboys are putting the pressure on them, they're at home, they're favored. He's right. All these other quarterbacks, health, wealth, and happiness, Key. He's sneezing. Hit the mute button. You can see it on TV, though. <laughs> I'm not the director. Why are you telling me? Look at that. Just sneezing right <laughs> in everyone's face. <laughs> but I, 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 I do. Well, anyway, I thought the caller made a good point. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Is the caller right or is it, let's be realistic, either Josh Allen or Dak Prescott, quarterback with the most pressure on him in this divisional round playoff weekend coming up? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Josh Allen's the guy with all the pressure on him right now in this situation. The hype machine coming into the season. Buffalo was a favorite to go to the Super Bowl. He was a favorite to win the MVP trophy. He's yet to beat Patrick Mahomes. And now he has Joe Burrow up next. If he doesn't win this football game, there's a lot of people that are going to be questioning what type of big-time quarterback is he really. Joined now by the great Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. The divisional round preview with Diana Rossini is presented by AutoZone. Get in the Zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the Zone, AutoZone. Diana, you're going to be covering Bills Bengals up in Buffalo. What are you doing here? When are you leaving? I'm going to leave tomorrow, late afternoon. Get in. It's a nice little 35-minute flight. Yeah, yeah, out a of little nowhere. puddle jumper. Yeah, yeah. it's actually uh, it's, it's my favorite place to go for, for, for many reasons, but the travel side of it is, is, is key. Yeah. Although, I had some flight issues last week. Uh, Newark's got a new terminal, and I got all confused. I almost had to drive to Buffalo. You know, it's happened to me before where there have been delays going to Buffalo and places nearby in upstate New York and stuff. And, and by the time that I'm like, I, I just got to get in the car and drive, right? This, exactly. It's, gonna be, it's delayed two hours already. It'll probably be another two. For that, I'll be there already. Exactly. Yeah. I took an Uber from Newark to JFK to catch another flight. That flight was then delayed. I, cu- I could have just put just on a podcast and, driven, and drove all the way up. That's right. Um, how much pressure? How much? I love these questions. Right? Because we ask this, uh, this much. No, wait, this much. No, I, like – Josh Allen's got to get over the hump yes. here, right? Got to yes. make it to the AFC Championship game, Diana. Yeah, the truth is you can't measure pressure, right? We don't know what it looks like, but we know it exists, and we know it's there in Buffalo, uh, especially after this season with a roster that has improved and a defense that's been a top five defense all season long, with the exception of the last two weeks. We've seen we've seen that Bills D struggle, you know, against a third string quarterback, in, you know, in Miami against New England Patriots, Mac Jones. You know, the Patriots offense looked looked good against this Bills defense, which, you know, key, you know, trick. key, you know, this, you know, Sean McDermott has a, you know, a, a very disciplined group there in Buffalo. And they're they're very focused on fundamentals and they've always done a really good job with it. And then the last two weeks, I feel like they've really stepped away from it. They don't look the same. Yeah. And, you know, so the reason why I went defense when you asked me about Josh Allen is because this defense knows this week, they're prepared for the Bills to turn the ball over. They know that. They know this is the good and bad that comes with him, right? Because you don't want to change what he does. You don't want to tell him to hold back and pull back. Because how many times has he played hero? How many, t- how many plays does he make a game that make you go, who, who can do that, right? Whether it's with his legs, his body, his stature. The, he creates so much on offense. But, unfortunately, it just comes with some mistakes. Wow. You know, and, and, and it does come with some mistakes. And, and you mentioned Sean McDermott, and we're talking about pressure and, and things of that nature. It, it, there's a lot riding on it for Sean McDermott, too. Um, Josh Allen, obviously, the MVP conversation at the beginning of the year, hasn't beaten Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. He's gotten him in the regular season. But in the postseason, now he has Joe Burrow coming in. But Sean McDermott hadn't really, you know, he hadn't gone as far as you would think based on the team he's tied to Josh Allen. Yeah. So at some point, winning the division every year and getting 
bounced out of the playoffs in the divisional round wouldn't sit well moving forward. Now, with with people having that conversation about what type of big game coach, playoff coach, is Sean McDermott. Yeah. And, and look, all the credit in the world to how he's handled the DeMar Hamlin situation. And, and look, I, this is a team that doesn't want to reflect on this year as just being the team that was able to, to emotionally handle what they saw, you know, for, with the whole situation and emotion surrounding DeMar Hamlin. This is a team, and, and this is for me having conversations with them, they know that's part of their story. But there's another chapter here that, that, that they want to write, and, it, and it's a Super Bowl. Uh, I talked to all-pro safety Jordan Poyer this past week, and, you know, Key, one of my favorite things about talking to older players, the, the right. vets, the captains, is they, they don't panic, right? You know, so, of course, Jordan Poyer wants a Super Bowl ring. Right? He, yeah. He's gotten a little taste. He's been close. Uh, but the perspective isn't this, oh, my gosh, I can't sleep. We're freaking out. we got to win this game. He's like, not at all. Because we know that we have to approach this like any other game. And as you get older, you learn how to do that. Some of the younger players don't get that. And, and I'm, you know, Von Miller, obviously, is a, is, is a leader on that team. He's unfortunately injured. He spoke to the team this week. He took out a fake Lombardi trophy, held it up in front of the guys and said, you all said you're willing to do anything for this. Well, what are you willing to do? Right? Because this is a guy who obviously knows what it it took to to win a Super Bowl. He's got multiple ones. Um, So the vibe there, so when the original question is, is the pressure on? Yeah, these these guys know that they are expected to go far and to be in Arizona. As you guys were talking, it occurred to me, one of the questions that Key and others had before the season was, how would this offense look having lost their OC? And that's one thing when you lose an OC and he goes on to be a head coach and doesn't have a lot of success, but he's had incredible success. In other words, it would be fair to assume, we talk about McDermott, the one guy with a defensive background who's a head coach in this divisional round out of the eight coaches left, lost his OC, and the offense has been turnover-prone recently and key just mentioned at a certain point they're going to be like you got to get there there's pressure on Mc- like you you highlighted it but it didn't really occur to me that way until you just talked about it. everyone's talking about mike mccarthy what about mcdermott i remember being on the show with you guys and we said that we all i think agreed that the bills were going to take a step back this year because they lost brian dable and, yeah. and just from covering this team for yeah. so many years i was very aware of the hand that Brian Dable had in Josh Allen's success. And I'm talking mentally, the psychological part of this, because uh, it comes with it. And, and Josh is hard on himself. I, you know, he'll do an interview with us after every game, win or loss, and you know, he, he, he says all the right things. But I, I saw it in his eyes against Miami. Uh, you know, he, he's got a great temperament all the time. He's yeah. really good at just, like, smiling, you know, moving on. He was, he was not happy. He was not it, happy. You know, Diana, I've never had a problem with guys like Josh – Allen being a turnover machine. I've, I've seen many quarterbacks in the National Football League be turnover machines. But as long as it doesn't cost me the game at a time that I need it to, and I need that game, I'm good with you. You can throw 30 picks as long as it doesn't cost me the game. And it's yet to really, I think it's yet to catch up to them in the postseason. I don't think that's their issues. It's not that. It's being able to stop somebody on defense, much like Kansas City last year, being able to score at will when you need to, much like the Kansas City game last year. If they can do those things against the Bengals, yeah. they'll advance. 
turning the football over, he, he's, that's who he is. He's, he's essentially a, like a Brett Favre. Brett Favre was a turnover machine, but he won a lot of games, a whole lot of games. Hard to do pa- it now Peyton in this Manning, era, though, because Brett it, Favre predates the Aaron Rodgers revolution where it wasn't okay to throw those picks anymore, right? You got to throw all the touchdowns and none of the picks, Diana, well, nowadays. Well, well, Peyton Manning early on in his career was a, 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 in the playoffs especially was a turnover machine. He hey, would give it to you in a heartbeat. Let, let, let's just go back to the last time. Let's, let, let's just pick it up for when the Bengals and the Bills played each other a few weeks ago. The, the Monday Night Football game that we, we will forever be remembered uh, for the DeMar Hamlin collapse, right? But put that aside. Let's remember what was happening on the field. The Bengals were dominating the Bills' defense. The yeah. Bills' defense – and look, it was only a quarter. I get that. There, a lot of things could change. But for the conversations I was having for the, both teams after that game – more on the Cincy side because they were more open to talk about football stuff that week. They felt very good against this Bills team. Very good. And and I think that's just going to help them go up to Orchard Park and go in there and, and they feel got like none, they've got their number. They have none of the pressure. And anyway, Joe Burrow gives you the sense that he doesn't – it's not like he welcomes the pressure. He doesn't even feel it. I can ima- I mean, I, if I'm Josh Allen, I feel like I have the weight of the word, world on my shoulders right now. Not just me, selfishly. I mean the team, the city, Keys talked ad nauseum about the snowstorm and all the things it's that have happened to that town. DeMar Hamlin, I've been favored preseason MVP, Super Bowl. The whole time I got this close, they changed the rule for me in overtime. Yep. He must feel like he has the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. No, no, no. They, changed, they changed the rule for the overtime for, for the Buffalo Bills, but they also – have implemented if they see Kansas City, it's on a neutral site. I mean, come so, on. So everything is aligned everything. for them to advance if they could just get past Cincinnati one game at a time, and then if Kansas City beats Jacksonville, then great. And if Kansas City for some reason doesn't beat Jacksonville, you beat Cincinnati, you're hosting the AFC Championship game, and there we go. we off and rolling. Do yep. the Jags have a real shot? against the Chiefs. Plus, how are you feeling about your team going into this weekend? That's Diana Rossini. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Will Trevor Lawrence finally lose a game on Saturday? He will lose the game on Saturday against the Kansas City Chiefs. I understand what he did in college. That's great. This is the National Football League. I understand he played in big crowds. I get all that. This is the National Football League. It's a totally different situation. I love when people talk about what somebody did in college. He's been removed from college for two seasons now. This is a totally different situation. They lose. 
Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Okay, Guy does not think the Jags have a shot against the Chiefs. I do. I do. See, I don't like the way you phrased that. Key, that's what it is. And you know something? I have to call you out on something right now. R&B came on, and sure (laughs) as I am sitting here, you were doing something with the lips. I don't know if you put chapstick on. Oh, man, I was putting my my, uh, lip balm on. Yeah, right. You were put. You understand? But I was putting it on before the song came on. You, you have a Pavlovian response to R and B. You immediately put. Lip no, on every, I just. It's it's like when Yates says time, it always rains on bro. a Tuesday. It rains it's on somehow Tuesdays. It's true. R and B, Keyshawn, lip balm, book it. Book Minus it. one million on a bet. That's line. a mortal lock. If you hear R and B, Key is if somewhere keep, putting if on y'all lip balm. Y'all keep talking. I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> Don't worry about hands. it. The director will get you. All right. <laughs> Do the Jags have a shot against the Chiefs? Diane in Dallas. You're on with Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Good morning, fellas. It's uh, nice to send you some love from Dallas. I know you're talking about the other team, but if Dallas shows up the way they did on Monday, there was 10,000 of us witnessing it to take the goat down. If they continue to do that, we are feeling super bullish. We've got to get this monkey off our back. We got one taking the goat down. We need number two. We need to serve San Francisco like they served us last year. We are ready, fellas. We are ready. Dallas fans feeling cocky, Key. Man, if they win, if they go to the Super Bowl, though, Max, oh, that's going to be the best thing ever. I would just love it. I would love watching it. I would love watching people that just don't like the Cowboys Oh, I'm going to love it. Well, you're looking at one right now. Although, I can't. I can't yeah. I'm rooting for them against the Niners, I think, because I don't know if I'll actually, like, when it comes down to it, you don't, as I always say, you don't choose who you root for. It just happens, right? Like, you might think you're rooting for a team, but then you're really mad when something good happens for them, right? But if the Cowboys can get past, if they could play traffic cop with the Niners and Hurts' shoulder is really bad and the Giants can somehow squeak past the Eagles, like, I think the Giants could beat the Cowboys. I don't think they – the Niners is a, a very – very bad matchup. I mean, if they beat the Eagles, then they'll have a chance to beat the Cowboys if the Cowboys make it. Right. But the Niners, on the other hand, I'd be like, ugh, I'd rather see the Cowboys. In, <laughs> NFC Championship game in Dallas. Yeah, man, divisional rivals, man. Come on. You go into Dallas and pop them easy. Giants done that many times. Pop Dallas in the playoffs. The Eli did it. Went and beat Romo. Like, you know, you pop well, Dallas I mean, in Dallas. Come on, you know they. It's the divisional game. Freddie in Chicago. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Good morning. Top of the morning, gents, from uh, Plus 3 Chicago. First of all, um, all of your conversations are moot, and this is between Key and me, and me and Key, because Max has made it abundantly clear that he doesn't listen to or value anyone's opinions but his own. So, Max, (laughs) once you just go take a potty break. Okay. Because clearly you take calls because you don't care. So this is key who has respect for the viewership and, uh, the, and, and all of us Let in me the tell audience. You, you don't come at Matt, me on my show. Hold up, hold up. Let me shut that down right there. Right there. Look at that. Just put like that. Put you on pause like that. Come at me. Tell me to take well, a you let break. the man finish, nope. Max. You got to be respectful. He's now, respectful. No, no, to you. He's respectful to you. No, We're he get was going to let the ranks, man, you, you, have to, you have to let him explain. Why he called in and not get so butt hurt that he came at you? It's okay. It's a friendly fire. All right, let's continue. Because I accused him of 
throwing a ball like Richie Cunningham on the basketball court about a month ago. He's so sensitive. Lighten up, Max. It's all good. TGIF, brother. Uh, you, hey, you, 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 you watch that tone. Yo, what's up? Keith, um, so really, on a serious note, I wanted to talk to Diana, too, because I'm a South Philly boy. I bleed green. So, Jalen, you know, they're kind of hiding this injury, disguising it a bit. Let's say he plays up a bit. But in spite of Jalen's perhaps not awesome game, if the Eagles are to win and beat these up-and-coming Giants who think that they're going to upset the Eagles, will it be the awesome defense? Will it be the playmakers that can make Jalen look better, i.e., you know, the great receiving core, Goddard, et cetera? Or will it be some other way the Eagles win? Like, in other words, if the Eagles win, you know, they played lackluster the last month. What's going to rise to be where they were when they were nearly all right? All right, we get a a healthy, a healthy Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts is healthy and he's getting the football down the field to those playmaking receivers, they'll win the football game. That's it. If Jalen, if they got to play with Gardner Minshew, they're going to lose. See, see, it's very simple. This dude thinks he's slick. He's an Eagles fan. He's try. (laughs) He's just an Eagles fan putting out Eagles propaganda. Going to the Giants fan. I see how. I see like. Come on, buddy. You think I don't see this? Preston in Missouri. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Where's that Minnesota? Oh, what's up, guys? Actually, it's Michigan. Michigan. Um, oh, first, I. Sorry. Pardon it, me. Yeah. Oh, Max, I got You can't read? Um, first of all, uh, first of all, Max, do you Yo. still want Iguodala? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, though, like you guys are talking about pressure. Um, in the first round, I think it was Dak, you know? He had the most pressure. But, uh, you know, coming to this next one, it's definitely uh, Allen. You're pretty on top of that. Yeah, I, I would say I would say the first round, everybody was wanting to see what Dak was going to do, Max, right? It was all about can Dak win a playoff game? Can Dak go into Tampa Bay and take care of Tom Brady? We know Tom Brady, a minute 30, no timeouts, 90-yard drive. He could do it. He could do it. He always does it. Can he somehow unleash on Tampa? He was able to do it. This round – a little different. It's Josh Allen who hasn't advanced out of the divisional round because every quarterback outside of, you know, Brock Purdy and and Dak Prescott has gotten past the divisional round, except, you know, Jalen Hurts played in the playoffs a year ago, but not, you know, you're not expecting, you wasn't expecting for him to do much a year ago. But all that pressure based on the hype and everything that go, has gone on in Buffalo certainly points to Josh Allen, even to a degree – after today, Max, people are starting to talk about Sean McDermott. You're right. I, you know, it's funny. I hadn't even considered McDermott. I just think of him as an excellent coach. But the questions about Dave, it's one thing. Like, you lose your OC, and your offense is struggling down the stretch a little bit with turnovers. But then when you see what the OC is doing to the offense with very little to work with, at least on paper, right? It, yeah. You know, and it's like now all of a sudden you start to put two and two together, and you go. But Buffalo's, but Buffalo's offense at Ken Dorsey's been fine. They yeah, can't yeah, run the, they no, can't no, they've really, a lot They've balls. never they been a, even under Brian Dable. They wasn't able to run the ball on a consistent basis. Right. It was heavy. Josh Allen. Everything is pretty much the same. Pretty much key, the, but the turnovers are yeah. the turnovers are a little excessive at times. But he had a lot of turnovers a year ago. I mean, he's a yeah, turnover machine. Sometimes you can't fix that, but you go on to win a lot of games and you can win Super Bowls. McDermott. A lot of pressure, like I, you know, it's funny because because think it comes about down it, since the he's same been coach there, quarterback combination key, like do you, McCarthy Dak is where the focus is, but actually, to me, it's always Josh Allen with the most pressure, and then then Dak, 
but with coaches, it might be McCarthy and then McDermott now. Think about think about it, though. McDermott, it took him a minute to get over the hump of Bill Belichick. They finally kind of did that. Yeah. Kind of have – they don't have a stranglehold on this division, but right. they've won it consecutive. And it's like, okay, okay. But outside of that, like – You're right. Then we like him. Upon all – you know, history of the NFL. Are both NFC road teams in trouble now? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.